and realizing that shifts your perspective from playing like you have something to lose to then playing like you have everything to gain and nothing to lose, which is certainly what I have found to be the more enjoyable way to play. Welcome to the Waiting Game Podcast, a podcast where I attempt to bring more dialogue into the world of Olympic weightlifting and share my experiences and perspectives in the sport and resistance training in general. It was a perspective I wish was more accessible during my earlier years of training, so here is my attempt to bring that value to those who may be seeking it. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Waiting Game Podcast. I'm your one and only host, Brandon Wakeling. And over the past weekend, I've been doing a lot of coaching. I've had five of my athletes compete across the weekend, four of them competing within the one club in which I was attending, and it was a good day overall. We had 83.33% of lifts made, so 20 out of 24 lifts for those four lifters that I was warming up. So, But anyone who does compete, they would know that that is a very high percentage that I'm sure everyone would be happy to take for themselves. And on the topic of competition, which is what I want to base this episode on today, I'm somewhat running off my latest addition to my weekly newsletter. If anyone hasn't subscribed to my weekly weightlifting newsletter, I'll leave a link in the bio of this episode. But I wanted to talk about competition tactics, mindsets, and just the interesting way that people approach competition. As a coach being in the warm-up room just over the weekend, I always find it interesting to watch how people approach competition. Over the years, I've seen everything from the most odd superstitions to one that's actually quite common internationally, which is the pre-competition nap. This is actually one that's quite common on the international scene. So after you weigh in, there's what they call a waiting room where there's a whole long line of physio tables in which every lifter is allocated one of them. And more often than not, you'll see a lifter laying on that physio table having a sleep. So much so that I've tried it before at certain competitions, I personally can't fall asleep within the 30 minutes before a competition starts. That's just not me. But apparently for a lot of international lifters, that is them. So I can't knock it. They seem to lift well. But I digress a little here. Alongside that, you see a lot of specific post-weigh-in meals and the all-important concoction of caffeine and sugar lollies that people bring in with them to compete to have mid-competition. This is something in particular that I've played with over the years. I remember a vivid memory of the 2017 Commonwealth Championships. So it was an international competition, but it was actually on the Gold Coast where I live. And I was taking this event so seriously as it was a trial event at the venue for the Commonwealth Games the following year. And I was trying to do everything by the book to what I thought was perfect. And I overdid it in some senses. I remember being backstage before competition. I'm all done waiting. I'm about 10, 15 minutes until presentation. And I remember looking at my chair in which I sit on between warm-up attempts. And I had a long line. I had a bottle of coconut water. I had a bottle of water, I had a coffee, I had a Powerade, I had protein bars, I had lollies, and I remember just going back and forth across all of them all throughout the competition. 
I remember if I was feeling a little low on energy, I'd have some coffee, I'd have some Gatorade, I'll have a lolly snake. Feeling dehydrated, I'll have some water, I'll have some coconut water. All of this was just masking the fact that I was highly anxious and was just trying to do everything that I thought would boost my performance. A little silly looking back, but this is how we play the game in competition. Everyone tries different things. Everyone tries to do everything the best that they can on the given day, and I've always found that interesting. But having that said, I've always felt that more intangible things that I have developed through experience has led to me doing better in competition and matching or if not exceeding what I had done in training. You'll see those lifters that can match what they do in training or do better. And on the other side of it, you see those lifters that just can't quite match what they've done leading up to the competition. Obviously, there's variables like losing too much weight too fast in which you physically feel depleted on the day. But I feel like there's a lot of intangible factors in which the pressure and just simply the event in itself can prove to be a little too much for some people, depending on how they approach it. So I thought I would compile some tips that I had essentially given myself through experience that I feel had made me a better competitor in my past and things that I implement going forward as well. So the first one was definitely discovered through experience, and that is accepting the worst possible outcome, injury aside, of course, but just the outcome of the competition. Going back to 2018, so this is the year after the 2017 event that I was just speaking on that was the trial event for this big event. My attitude leading into this event was I was there to medal, and that was it. This event was also in my hometown. So the 2017 trial event was a trial because it was placed within the same venue so they could test all the functions and the processes leading into the event. And for me, for this being in my hometown, I thought this was do or die. This was going to be the pinnacle of my career. And as I said, I was there to medal and that was it. I had family, I had friends, I had so many people coming to this event that I didn't think that I'd ever experience at any other time after this, so I wanted to do well for them, and I was putting everything into this, and the only option in my head was medal, or perhaps win, and that was it. Now keep in mind, at the time, if I had lifted my PBs at this event, I wouldn't have medaled, so I put this all towards inexperience, determination, and a bit of delusion on my end, but... That was the headspace I was in for this lead up to the event. And with all of that, I placed an immense amount of pressure on myself and created a monster out of this event. And it proved to definitely be too much for me on the day. I went two for six lifts and placed seventh. And it was only through experiencing that did I realize that the actual result of the event wasn't that deep. My family didn't care at all that I had lost. My friends honestly didn't even know the rules of weightlifting, so they wouldn't even have understood when I had won anyway. And through all of that and realizing how the actual result of the event didn't matter, but it was more about the lead up and the challenge leading into it, the more that I would look longer term and sure in the short term, an event can cause emotional highs, emotional lows, but at the end of the day, it is just a story to tell. And realizing that shifts your perspective from playing like you have something to lose to then playing like you have everything to gain and nothing to lose, which is certainly what I have found to be the more enjoyable way to play. 
Now, the second tip that had helped me in my competitive career so far is keeping composure and essentially being ready for anything on competition day. Now, when it comes to me, I know personally that I like having a grasp of any situation and I need a feeling of control to feel comfortable. And when it comes to competition, as much as we want the competition to run just as we envisioned it, for me at least, it has rarely been the case. From missing warm-up attempts, to working with different and new coaches, to experiencing food poisoning just prior to the event, what I've learned is that anything can happen in competition. And it doesn't always need to be bad. Even just new can be enough to throw someone off who likes to have things go exactly to plan. Now, I think I referenced this experience in a past episode, but in 2017, I went to Ashgabat in Turkmenistan to compete at the Asian Indoor and Martial Arts Games. Australia was a guest country invited, I'm not sure why, but I was there. And this was the first time that I had actually seen world championship level weightlifters in person. And I was warming up next to Dostin Yokubov, which people may know who he is, but he was... A couple of years after this event, a future world champion in the category that he was in, and I was warming up next to him. And this was the first time in my career so far, especially my technically elite career, that I'd seen someone lift weights so heavy. He was lifting a weight to keep warm, which was on par with my clean and jerk maximum at the time. So he was clean and jerking 165 kilos backstage over and over in an effort just to keep the body moving, essentially. And it was this competition backstage where I competed pretty terribly, and this was primarily due to being in a new environment in which I wasn't focused on my own warm-up. I was essentially far too consumed with what was happening around me. And these are just a couple random examples of how a competition can differ to the training environment, especially while being in such a heightened emotional state which you can't emulate in the training environment. It can be very easy to be thrown off or not feel like yourself in competition due to this heightened emotional state. But that is competition and that is why we love it. And I found that the more that I've surrendered to the fact that I need to be ready for anything and anything can happen on the competition platform and prior to that, the better that I'd found myself when those situations arose. Now the next tip that I wanted to mention, obviously another one that's come from experience, but that is having my feet a little more planted on the ground and being a little more realistic in my approach in terms of numbers and monitoring how I'm going in the competition. Initially, in my earlier years when I was more inexperienced, I found it a lot harder to accept where I was and even in competition, select more appropriate weights instead of sticking to some preconceived plan that I had thought of well before the competition day that didn't reflect my current form. And you see this a lot with lifters who select opening weights that are far too heavy, or they make big jumps in competition despite really knowing deep down that they're probably going to miss this attempt, but they try it anyway. And this is something that I have dealt with on many occasions where I selected inappropriate attempts or in the lead up to competition, not have an honest conversation in myself, change my opening weights so then I can build some momentum on the platform and hit a total that's more realistic instead of just going two for six and having my confidence take a hit because of it. Now, the last tip that I wanted to touch on was staying present, which is 
somewhat tying in with all of the above, mainly for the first two tips. I've found when I take a step back leading into a big competition which has in the past consumed me and my mental space all too much, that when I step back and take the competition for what it actually is, which is essentially just me lifting weights on a square wooden platform in a silly lycra suit, the more that I could actually enjoy the experience and not rob myself of the moment because I was just too caught up in my own thoughts and being in a very heightened emotional state. An example of this was the Olympic Games. So I had a lot of injuries going into this competition, even to a point where a couple months prior when I had squashed my middle finger under a loaded barbell and I thought I potentially wasn't going to be able to lift at the event because I couldn't grip or pick up a bar. Eventually I got there, of course, but it had given me a sense of gratitude just for being at the event as opposed to prior events where I had so much self-expectation leading in. For even when I did well, I wasn't happy about it. I was more so relieved. Where at the Olympic Games, I was just having fun with it. I didn't have any expectations at the event. Even if I had bombed out, I was still going to be happy that I at least got there to lift. And I got six for six, and I actually enjoyed myself in the process which was a very new experience for me. Going through my prior competition experiences, I didn't think that I would be able to get to that stage in competition. I'd seen other people enjoy the process on the platform and I didn't know if that was possible for me. So having gone through a unique experience to get there, it is definitely the way that I want to play going forward. Now, with having all that said, there's probably a few other points that I could go across, and there's definitely a few points that are more tangible that I could address in another episode. But for this episode, that's all I've got for you today. As always, I hope everyone has a good week of training, and I'll see you all next week with another fresh episode. Talk to you then. (laughs) 